Hey everybody, welcome to Plains People Podcast for July 1st. My name is Mark Gaviglio, and yeah, we're here to talk to Billy Schnazzi, who is the best man at my wedding, also been the producer for every episode up till now. If you're wondering why this uh, this conversation is going to feel a little more low-tech is because it was the first one we recorded. We actually recorded it a couple months before we got all the other ones up, just kind of like a, a test run for what we thought the podcast is going to be. So... Yeah, I hope you enjoy it. It's not going to be very exciting. I think it was a very personal conversation. I think a lot of good came from it. I learned a lot about my friend who I've had for a long time that I didn't know before. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. So, here you go. Billy Schnazzi, Plains People, episode number three. All right, how are you? I'm doing all right. I just got off work. Uh, a couple hours ago? Yeah, a couple hours ago. Uh, it's my day off, so I uh, I woke up, played Skyrim. No, I didn't play Skyrim right away. I went and ran errands right away, because I had to run errands, so I went and got title on the car so we can get rid of the car, because we bought a new car, and went to the bank, uh, ordered checks. You did this on your bike? Ye- no, I took Leslie's car, well, my car now, since we bought the new car. Okay. Anyways, uh, so we're in the basement with Billy. This is the first ever recorded one. Uh, who knows if it will ever be up? Well, if you guys know, if you heard it, it means it gone up. So uh, this is a, a test. So uh, we're gonna talk for a bit to see if this works out. Sure. So William Schnazzi. Yes. You go by Billy. I do. Have you always gone by Billy? Yep. Since I was a baby. Really? You never went with Bill? I tried. Um, when I was in junior high, I, I tried to get my teachers to call me Bill. I tried to get my friends to call me Bill. That just alerted my friends to the fact that my name was William and they started calling me Billiam. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand like where they went with that. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't sense. like it. So I decided to just stick with Billy. Stick with Billy? Mm-hmm. You never went with any of the Will? Cause, cause William is such a complex name because so many names can come out of William. Right. Because you could have nine friends named William, and they all could be said something different. They could all be Bill, Billy, Will, William, Willie. All right, so only those. But <laughs> it always it made me wonder what makes you stick with one of them. You know? uh, just the fact that it's always been my name. Mm. Yeah. So um, if you decided to go by Will one day, people would be like, what? Well, Will. I move into Texas in July, so I could just change my just name when I move. Just be Will. Will Schnazzi. Will or Bill. I like uh, I like Bill more than Billy. I have an Uncle Bill. I don't know a lot of Wills compared to Bills. I Bills know, and Billies I know the are most Wills. Really? Yeah. I don't know a lot of Wills. Um, but uh, if I also have an Uncle Bill who went by Billy when he was a kid. So okay, I'd probably go with Billy or uh, Bill. I'd probably go with Bill. Bill. Yeah, I'm mm. more of a Bill than a Will anyway. I guess I could see that. Uh, if you guys hear my cat attacking crap, it's because my te- cat is attacking crap. And trust me, if we try to kick him out of the room, it just gets worse. Yeah. So he can just attack crap. He's a little asshole. Yeah, you little, you little butthole. Um, okay, so what are your... So you grew up in Fargo. Yep. North Fargo your whole life, where yep. your parents live? Yep. Uh, that, my, my folks have a house uh, in North Fargo by the hospital. Yeah. And uh, we've lived there since I was just under one. We lived in a rental house before that, apparently. So not a lot of memories of that. No. <laughs> no memories whatsoever about that. But uh, we moved into the house when I was a little less than one. And uh, we've been remodeling that house ever since. You've always had the same room? Yep. That's well, so weird. Kind of. Because uh, my brother and I shared a room for the first like eight or nine years of my life. 
that I spent a year in transition where I had a room like in the living room pretty much uh, while our house is being remodeled. So no privacy whatsoever. A year? Yeah. How old were you for that? Like 10, 11. Okay, at least it wasn't like 13, 14. Like that would have been the worst. Yeah. yeah, that would have been the worst time well, for that. Privacy in the bathroom at all times. So. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I, I shared a room with my brother for the longest time. And then when we remodeled the second floor of our house, um, my sister's room and my brother in my room got sort of turned into one room and part of it was taken up by my parents' walk-in closet. Huh. So I did, I did eventually get my own room that was technically still the same room, but it was also my sister's room and my sister moved into so my mom's room. So you did do a little so. bit of jumbling. A little but bit. But I was the same house. Yeah. Yeah. It my, just, the house grew. My family's always, you know, I didn't notice until I was old enough to realize what, like, a lease was. Until I realized that my mom has never signed a, more than one lease to each house. <laughs> like, we moved every year. Right. Like, and, I, and it wasn't until I was an adult <laughs> until I realized why. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, she, uh, she, a lot of landlords probably hate my mom. <laughs> what I came up with. Sure. Okay, um... What do your parents do? Uh, my my mom and dad are both retired. Uh, they just sold their business about a year ago, and um, they're working on selling their house. And they, for the longest time, like twenty years, they ran a towing company out of Fargo. Uh, they did all the public towing for the police department in Fargo. My mom did the books and the accounting, and my dad was the manager and the owner of the company, so they were co-owners. It's a pretty good gig. Yeah, right? they made decent money. They got a lot of people working under them, like a lot of different trucks? Uh, they had like four trucks and a different driver for each one for each shift. Huh. Yeah. Towing. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I, would, I, I got people at school that would... Uh, fucking come up to me and yell at me because their car got towed. That happened a couple times. <laughs> As if it's like you texting your dad like, alright, it's a red Camry. Get rid right, of him. Exactly. He made fun of me in study hall. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's dumb. People so are dumb. I, I got that a couple times. Um, and uh, there would be people who would get in wrecks and then my dad would tell me later that night like, oh, I, hey, I saw your classmate. I saw your friend. I'm like, that's not my friend. <laughs> I don't fucking like that guy. <laughs> Tell him. Tell yeah, him twice. Fucking Tell him again. Double his charge. I don't care. Ah. So your dad did the driving also? Yeah, he did both. So, yeah. So was it a passion for him? Or just like, no, or um, just, he's just no, stumbled upon that? This is actually, this is actually pretty interesting. Uh, my, my dad, uh, when we were growing up, I asked him if he liked his job. And this is before he owned his own business. This was when I was like six when he worked mm. for Champion Auto in Fargo. So he was towing before he ran the towing? Yeah. He, oh, okay. He also worked as a mechanic at Champion Auto okay. and um, Marcords. I'm not sure what the name of the company was, but um, I asked him if he liked what he does. And he said, no. And I thought that was really bizarre. Like, why do you do it if you yeah. hate it so much? And he said, because I'm good at it. And he's like, that's why I went to school for mechanics, because I was good at it. And I became a mechanic because I'm good at it. Yeah. And it was a way I could support a family and support my wife. It's that whole other, that other side of the brain outlook of, of what you're going to do with your life of, of a lot of people follow passions and other people follow right. practical. And that's not always, and that was practical. That's not always smart to follow your passions. No, it isn't at all. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, well, it could be if it pays off 
and but also it's not always smart to follow practical. If he if he suffered his whole life doing a job he hates and then all of a sudden he got he gets laid off and will never get a job again, he suffered his whole life doing a job he hates just not to be able to keep doing it. That would suck. Like too. if his job became obsolete. Yeah. yeah. Or or something. Right. You know, but but I mean I always consider I always say work is supposed to not be fun because that's why you get paid. But at the same time, I don't say suffer no matter what. I always say make sure that you can handle it, be happy it's enough. A manageable level. Yeah, manageable level of stress sure. to, to for the pay. Like, I couldn't continue working in kitchens. I worked in kitchens for so long, and it made me insane. Yeah. And I'm not going to... I worked retail for a very yeah. long time. I couldn't do that anymore. But if they paid me what I make now at the factory in a kitchen and gave me long hours, it might be fine. But right. yeah, so, so all the... I think hours and pay will knock down. But again, with what your dad was saying, it's very smart of he's good at it, which means he's going to be better at it than other people. And if you're good at it, you're going to make more money off it. And you're going to, you know, succeed at it, yeah. which then in turn will make you happy. Right. And it, it's totally in my blood to not want to work for anybody else to be your own boss. Mm -hmm. Because my, my dad's dad owns his own farm. And he worked other jobs too, but his main job has always been taking care of the farm, raising the cattle, growing the yeah. crops to feed the cattle. Um, and my dad had that entrepreneurial itch. Um, the towing business wasn't his first business either. He had a business in Martin, North Dakota. Martin, North, where's that? It's um, it's near Harvey. It's between where's Harvey? Harvey? <laughs> okay. Central North Dakota. Okay. Uh, McHenry, McHenry County is where Animus is. That's where my folks are from. My grandparents' farm is like 10, 15 miles north east. No, northwest. Fuck. Northwest of Animus, North Dakota, which is a tiny-ass town where yeah. my parents are moving to now that they've retired. Um, and then to the east of there is Martin, and to the east of there is Harvey. So are we talking like 100 people towns? Yes. Okay. Very small town. Uh, I, think, like, I, think, I think Animus is like two or three hundred. Harvey what, is a couple thousand. How me and my wife break down town sizes is uh, gas station town is literally just a gas station. Like Lakota. And, right. and then you've got subway towns of where either the subway's attached to the gas station right. or somewhere on yeah. there there's a subway. Because I do feel like subway in Dairy Queen's. Are the first ones yep, to move in. Yep, yep. Uh, so, Lakota, Lakota is a Dairy Queen town. Is a Dairy Queen town. Michigan is a gas station town. Is a gas station town. And those yeah. are all gas station towns area. are terrifying. <laughs> They're literally like three people oh, who dude. know each other, you and you're see, not one of oh, them. Oh, in, in Texas they have church towns. Ooh, just where, the church. Yeah, not even they just station. have a sign that says God didn't make any creature for no reason, but mosquitoes come close, like shit, like that. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, got a, got a point. I guess yeah. <laughs> I, I drove through a couple of those when I lived in Texas when I was first moving down there. Oh. But yeah, I've always liked that. Of of uh, I remember when um, Ironton Crosby Ironton moved up and got uh, God, what was it? It was just a huge grocery or grocery stores when it got the bigger bigger supermarket. Yeah, and we're all like, "Holy crap!" If they were gonna get a like a McDonald's now, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Still don't have a McDonald's. Yeah. It's but, uh, the same thing with uh, I think it's Drake in Central North Dakota. They've got a ga they've got a grocery store, but they don't have a Walmart. Or anything yeah, like or that. anything. Yeah, I think the nearest Walmart to Animus is in Minot. So, so I cut you off. So, in Martin was the name of the town. Yeah, your they, dad had a job there before. He had a business called Schnazzy Garage. Oh God. Um, and that that's that his was, last name. That yeah, Schnazzy. Uh, that lasted for about a year or two, maybe. How old was he here? 
Oh, uh, oh shit. This um, would be pre-you then, right? Yes. Uh, this was when, like right after my brother was born. My brother was a baby when they had Schnauzer. He's what, two years older than you? My Your brother, brother? Yes. So two this years. would have been 88, That's what I thought. 88, okay. 89. All right. And uh, my dad would have been 24. Trying to start his... Man, I'm 28 and I don't even like start my own like car. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like doing yeah, anything. I'm 27 and I'm trying to downsize. Wait, did I say 28? I'm 29. I turned 29. Yeah, you're yeah, be 30 next ago. year. Yeah, I know, right? That's gonna be ridiculous. Um, but no, uh, God, I have so much respect for my parents, though. Um, the amount of shit that they sacrificed for their kids, and the amount, mm -hmm. like the amount of privilege that I had growing up, was stupid. Like, every single member of my family had a car that my parents paid for. Wow. So my brother had a car, I had a car, my sister had a car, my parents each had a car. But I I, I even remember when you got that car. But but you, you're you not one of the guys who, you noticed that you have that privilege. Oh, fuck yeah. And that's, and that's what's very important. Yeah. Is the people who are like, what, not everyone has their parents buy them a car? I took financial advice from my mom once and I was in debt $5,000 to her. Oh, I'm shit. not even kidding. Yeah. The one time she's like, you should do this. I, I, I got a call from a freaking lawyer. And he's straight up like, dude, don't listen to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad idea. Why are you doing that? Yeah. My, um, my parents, I've come to realize um, in my old age at 27 that my folks are always right. Mm. I never had that realization. Yeah. I, I, I know that. <laughs> like, for those of you who don't know, me and Mark know each other pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... This is a good time to do an intro. Uh, <laughs> 12 minutes in. Uh, Why the fuck not? Yeah. Um, Bill was the best man at my wedding. He's helping me get... Co-best man. Co-best man. My brother was the other one. Um, helping me get a podcast running. And uh, he's going to go to Texas. So I wanted to be... This was going to be our my first one. But it's not going to be my first one recorded... Or published, if it ever... Whatever word it is. Sent out. It's not going to be my first one. But it's... This is our test, but I didn't. I didn't want to give it the. Um, what do you call it? The try, the old college try. We <laughs> <laughs> give it the old college try. So that's why we're doing this. So, but I am actually learning about you. Yeah. You're, um, you're a really big fan of these types of podcasts. I love these podcasts. Yeah, you watch. You listen to like uh, Bill Burr and Yep uh, and Mark Maron's. Mark Maron's a big one for me. As much as I don't love, I mean, Maron's fine. Don't get me wrong, but he's not like he's. If I if you told me to come up with my favorite living. Stand-ups, I don't think you'd be my right. top ten. No, absolutely. But but, but I I, I the love this. I know him is because of Louis. Yeah, and, and because of their feud that he brought yeah. into the show, which yeah. is great. One of my favorite jokes. I'm gonna butcher it because I can't find it. I've heard him say it a couple times, but it was him, uh, Mark Maron, talking about Louis. Is is uh, you know I I got nothing against. Louis C.K., I just wish he didn't name his show Fuck You, Mark Maron. Because <laughs> 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 it, it tells you so much about his jealousy right, issues right. And, and how he completely is okay with them. But yeah, it, it's this long-form um, interview style that is life-collecting, which mm. is something that's always very interesting because these are things no one ever will talk about. Right. You, you, you'll go five years before you bring up your past with somebody, which is... Fine. It's not brought. You don't need it at the bank. You don't need the talk. You know, right. it's not something you need to bring up. And most people don't care. Sure. You know, and I care. I find. I find even when I was listening to his podcast, it wasn't even the people I loved were, of course, some interesting, but a lot of the interesting ones were guys who just 
I never really cared for, but they just had more interesting upbringings. Sure. Like, Artie Lang is by far the best interview. Oh, God, yeah. Because of... I love Artie Lang on Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But him talking about how he got that, about how when he went downhill... Drinking about bleach. How, well, yeah, yeah, to kill himself. But about him, like, you know, cocaine in the morning to get going at Howard Stern and then heroin at night to go to uh, to go to sleep. Like, shit like that was is the most interesting <laughs> stuff. And I don't mean to get too insider baseball on it, but you're not gonna find that shit in Fargo. No, no, I'm not. And but. that's and that's the point though, is is I I really did just wanna talk to people around here because I do feel like there's a lot of interesting shit sure. happening. And I find interesting stuff in people's lives. Right. Just period. You, well and it's not just interesting, it's also identifiable. Yeah. 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 And, and again, that's insider baseball shit, like talking about, hey, we're making a podcast. This is why. Yeah. But uh no, at Fargo, there's a lot of universal qualities that I I don't think it, people realize people exist are here. No, I, I recently and this wasn't even tied into the podcast. I was just Googling up where we are as a population of of this state of North Dakota. And we're still <laughs> under a million. Yeah, but but where we are ranked with everybody else, Wyoming's under us, and like like one other state's under us. Rhode Island, I think. No, Rhode Island's big per capita because it's a one big city. Yeah, but it's still population total. It's under us. I think they, I think they weren't really. Actually, I think Holy we were under. Shit. I think Providence has more people than than North, North Dakota. Dakota. Holy fuck! North Dakota's okay. small. I mean, when you think our biggest city <laughs> is smaller than most people's third biggest. Uh, like, uh, anyway, so I, and I was just looking things up and I did want that thing. If, if anyone outside of Fargo were to listen to a podcast about people in Fargo, it would really show you how diverse people are. Sure. And just going downtown Fargo, you see the diversity of this. Right. And and you and I have both lived out of state. So you know what it's like to run into somebody like, oh, you're from North Dakota. Are you thinking Arby's? I went to, I went to a wedding and I was wearing trip pants. I was wearing trip pants to a wedding, and I had a chainmail tie. I had a mohawk chainmail tie trip pants. Yeah. And I, somebody told, asked me where I was from. I said, Fargo, North Dakota. And he looked at me dead in the eyes and said, fresh off the farm, huh? <laughs> like, what? I'm wearing trip pants yeah, to a wedding. Right? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so, yeah. No, so I, had, I had similar experiences in Texas. Yeah. I played my own mother in a web series. Because my character in the web series was from North Dakota. I'm an actor, by the way. And my my character in the web series was from North Dakota. And uh, I played my own mother on the phone because I didn't have the accent naturally. Yeah. So they were like, can you put on the accent and pretend to be your mom and we'll just do a sound recording for the phone? So it was like, oh, yeah, Billy, you got to come home. Which, of course... Your mom doesn't sound like oh, that. Oh, fuck no. And I, I, I love sounds, that stereotype. Sounds like a little closer to that than I do, but yeah. not nearly. Uh, not even that. I'm going to click pause so I can go grab beer and keep my phone charging. So, okay. Got more beer. And uh, we should be good. All right. And uh, where were we? I think I don't know where we were. Let's jump. <laughs> Let's jump back. Sure. Ugh, burp. So, he, your dad had a... Me- what mechanic? He was a mechanic and yep. opened up a garage yep. in Martin, North Dakota. Yeah, super small town. Um, not a good place to start a business. Yeah, I, c- I in, could eat. I could guess that North too. Dakota. Um, so my parents moved to Fargo because there was work here. My yeah. mom. My mom started out working, I think, at a convenience store or something. Was she around the same age of? My parents are the same age. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, they have like. So they're both like mid twenties right now. Yeah. In the story. Right. I know. Right now they're not. Yeah. <clears throat> no, they're they're twenty four, twenty five, somewhere in there okay. before I'm born. They move to Fargo. My dad gets a job working at Champion Auto uh, as a mechanic and like retail selling auto parts. And my mom is working at some kind of store. Uh, she eventually becomes a daycare person. She runs her own daycare out of our house. I'm born. Yeah. Um, my dad gets a different job. And uh, then my sister's born. My mom's still running daycare. And how old's your sister? Two She's years two younger? younger than me. So yeah. two year, two year, two yep. year. That's what yep. my parents did too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. My brother is four years older. My sister's two years. And then I'm the same age as me. Oh, you're Marshall's the eldest. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, no one knows that. Really? Yeah. I would have no. thought Maddie was the oldest. I get that a lot. I also get me being the oldest a lot. Too. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, when I was living with a girlfriend who had a kid and I worked at Speakeasy, uh, I had a I had a crappy beard, but I, I grew my beard out a little bit. My brother was already working there. And uh, somebody, my brother was, you know, we, we were doing about the same thing. He was day prepping. I was night prepping. And, I, and we were searching out. So we're both prep cooks. I, I think he went on the line a little bit. But either way, the job sucked. But anyways, uh, uh, somebody made the reference of like, how much older are you than Marshall? He's like, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm the youngest. He goes, youngest? I'm like, yeah, like my sister. It's, it's <laughs> my, my brother and my sister, me. And they're like, dude, we all thought it was you, your sister. And then like a couple years more. <laughs> like, what? Like, apparently they guessed I was, like, pushing 30 then. Yeah, and you were, and like, 24 like, or 25. I was, I was 23, yeah, 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 I was young, but... That was right um, after I turned 21, because yeah. before I moved to Texas. Yep. Yeah, and that was, that was right, that was, yeah, that was the year, I lived here a year, uh, moved back from college, and was here a year before I started the life I have now. Sure. And about, it was literally an entire year of, like, kitchen and, like, horrible couple girlfriends and then I met my now wife, and I'm working at the job I'm working now about a year after I moved back. Right, right. So it threw up that year. Was, that was a crap year. Yeah. That was my last crap year. I'm yeah, that's that the year we became friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were both having such crap years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah. Okay, um, enough about us. Uh, <laughs> well, enough about me interviewing you. So uh, let's get off, your, get off your parents a little bit. Okay. Uh, what... Elementary school did you go to? Roosevelt. And you, oh, you did? Yep. I know you went there for like a year. One year. Yeah. My, my, my fourth grade, which you would have been in third grade. I was there an entire year. Didn't you get held back? Yeah, this would be the year I got held back. Okay. So I, I did a fourth grade in uh, Horseman and it, it just wasn't working out. I wasn't like, I didn't have any friends. Sure. It was really bad. And uh, the teacher hated me and I hated the teacher. Uh, and my mom thought it was a good idea and she kind of like said it as a joke and I was like yeah let's just do it and it ended up being really a good thing because I don't know what it was and I'm not gonna throw in some bogus thing of age right but it was literally just the people who were a year younger than me I hooked with a lot quicker and even sure. with people in Roosevelt the guys I, I met with in Roosevelt I was friends with up till Dale became druggies and dropped out <laughs> in, in, in high, uh, up to beginning of high school. Right. So even when we all went back to the melting pot of junior high, I was friends with them again. Sure. And those were the Roosevelt kids. So I can't remember the teacher I had in Roosevelt, though. I can't remember her name. Um, it was a her? It was a her. Third grade? Fourth grade. 
Fourth grade. And uh, it was oh. younger. Mm, maybe. I wanted to say there was Eisendorf? a G in there. Mm. Well, when I was in fourth grade at Roosevelt, there was Eisendorf and O'Mara. Maybe it was O'Mara. Was she younger? No. Okay, well, she this was, is a younger... She wasn't younger I, you I throw her into 30s. It was the one I had. No. I don't know who was there when you were there. <laughs> Dang it. Well, maybe maybe I'm just creating a person. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is uh, I actually think of my elementary school years in terms of video games. Mm. Um, I remember my early years being the Super Nintendo, which came out when yep. I was when I was born, but we didn't get it until I was three. We we played it forever. Yeah, and I think you were in no, the same. Yeah, when everyone else sure. was already playing. Uh, uh, we were it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. We were well. The the soup the N sixty four came out when I was six in like the spring, so we didn't get it. I never got an N sixty four. Really? Yeah, I played my neighbor. I played my friend. Like when I was in um fourth grade, I had a a guy named Adam Talley who was actually in our high school. He had like 007 and Harvest Moon and all these other games and Pokemon Snap. Sure. And he actually gave me. I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Actually, I will. He, at an airport, this is pre-9-11, uh, <laughs> stole a Game Boy from somebody. Oh, shit. And he, he knew his parents would know about the Game Boy, and he gave it to me along <laughs> with a Pokemon Gold. And that's how I got my first Pokemon that's game. That's awesome. And then I eventually picked up Yellow. And replayed through Yellow. God, kids and are such shits. I know. And this is this is my fourth grade in Roosevelt. This all yeah. happened. That, but yeah, that was that's when I got into Pokemon Hardcore. Sure. And um, here, here's here's an actual question for you. This is just relating to this. Revert back to yeah. when you're old, th this age. So Adam, my neighbor, was a couple years older than me, and we were both, you know, Star Wars, Pokemon, and Legos. And I remember trying to bring toys over to his house. And he would be like, dude, you brought those outside? And I was like, yeah? And he's like, aren't you, like, weird out if somebody sees you with toys? I was like, no. <laughs> and Did you live by the Ridge? Yeah, I was. I, I lived in the Ridge one year. Okay, the Ridge is the bad neighborhood. One way. of the bad neighborhoods. Yeah, the bad neighborhoods that have Dakota, kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we lived, this would be outside the Ridge. Um, like, uh, in between... University and Twenty Fifth, like Second Avenue North area, yeah. where where like my my former stepdad lives now. Sure, that kind of area. Um, it's weird because the neighborhood I lived in, even the like the kids from shitty homes would still return toys if you lent them to them. Mm. Like that's funny. Like yeah, my parents' neighborhood has gone completely to shit since then. But when I was a kid. There were super ghetto kids. Yeah. You would loan them well, toys. Even, even the friends with... I had a friend who lived a block from you who yeah. was a super ghetto kid. Yeah. Yeah. And... If I you, was more ghetto. Yeah. There was, a, there was a family from Egypt that was super ghetto when I was a kid. Yeah. And I would lend one of their kids... His name was Muhammad. Yeah. I'd lend him a toy. He would return it the next day. Yeah. Of course. Well, yeah. Yeah. This Duh. wasn't the fucking ridge. <laughs> In the yeah. ridge, your toy's no. gone. Bye. No. Um... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start representing different neighborhoods. Um, here, represent, representing yeah. the the ridge. Uh, we did have a. Uh, I well, we lived in uh, Romke Park before the ridge. Oh shit, Morehead. Yeah, during okay. that time, during like '97, yeah. when I was in second grade. Yeah, '97. Oh, the so, flood of '97. Right after we, it would have been right after the flood. Oh damn. So so '98. 
Okay. So that we moved in literally right after the flood is when we moved to Fargo. Yeah. So For those of you who don't know, <laughs> yeah, Fargo had a huge flood in '97. Sandbagging, like yeah. fucking homes destroyed, everything. Yeah, it was the worst. I remember when I was a kid, we uh, I was in kindergarten at the time, I think, or or first grade. And I had an allowance of $2, and I would ask, uh, my mom would give me that allowance in quarters. And I would take that up to the quarter, the uh, uh, fucking courtesy counter at the local grocery store, and I'd ask for a $2 bill. <laughs> because I don't fucking know. There's, like, $2 bills aren't a thing. I don't know that. They are just not at the currency counter. Right, exactly. <laughs> they give you $2 and ones. Uh, do you, so, so going back to what my story was, what I was going to ask was, right. do you remember... The age that you were where you had to be ashamed of playing with toys. Oh, shit. Because uh, I, I had it for a second, like, in, like, third grade, I felt weird. And um, then, and then like... I think the last time I got toys was... I was, like, 13 or 14. I was pretty you, old. Yeah? Yeah. You were still getting toys for, well, like, Christmas and stuff? I was a weird, like, faggy 14-year-old, though, who was really <laughs> into Harry Potter. Yeah. And I know when I was 11 or 12, I got a Harry Potter action figure. I think that might be the last toy I ever got. Harry Potter action figure? Yeah. Before what? that, it was like... Um, yeah. Before that, it was like... Uh, or, I mean, after that, it was like fucking CDs and DVDs and yeah. electronics. DVDs was a big one that everyone gave everybody for Christmas. I. Uh, it, it's funny with me with toys was there was a bit where I didn't... Well, I didn't really own anything for a long time. I was a minimalist, even growing up, like in like junior high and high school, because I just would play with everybody else's stuff. Right. But once I got older and I could afford things, I gravitated right to buying toys again, just because right. I yeah. loved there's, it. There's like a 15 or 20 year gap where you yeah. don't get any toys, yeah. and, and then you start buying toys for yourself. You're 21 and you're like, you know, it's not the same reason, right? You know, is I, but especially Legos. I can afford a $100 Lego now, right? so I do it, and then the cat destroys them, so that's why our Legos aren't up. But and I sold you all of my hair. Yeah, right, yeah, and we had them displayed for a while yeah. until the cat destroyed right. them all. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I was walking through a Toys R Us when I was like 20 or 21, Yeah. and I bought a Nerf sword. Nice. Because I always wanted... Um, there's Okay, so I grew up with a friend who was into boffer fighting. Which is, uh, it's a PVC pipe covered yeah. in foam and duct tape. Yeah, like LARPing, kind of. Yeah, well, kind it, of. LARPing does that. Yeah, yeah LARPing yeah. is, yeah, people who LARP do this, but um, this was part of the Society for the Creative Acronym, okay. the SCA. And uh, so I always grew up with this friend, and we would sword fight growing up, just like with these padded swords. Yeah. And so I really loved that growing up. And we were walking around Toys R Us, and they had this sale on Nerf items, and they had a fucking Nerf sword nice. that was basically the same thing for, like, ten bucks. Yeah. So I picked up this two-handed Nerf sword for ten bucks. Nice. Yeah. I, re I remember when I... This is in that year we were talking about earlier, but when I was living with this girl, we spent so much money that we didn't have on lightsaber, plastic lightsaber. <laughs> and this is, like, pre... You know, the resurgence of Star Wars. Oh, shit. I got those when I was, like, 12. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I had them when I was a kid, and I didn't have any in college. And then, literally, in this house, we had, like, four or five. <laughs> there was just two adults and one, like, baby. <laughs> like, why do we need four lightsabers? <laughs> and the funny thing is, now, I'm looking back, like, why don't I now? 
Like, I got a Kylo Ren somewhere, but that's it. Like, and in fucking Kylo Ren's lightsaber is stupid. No. Yes. No. Kylo Ren's Cross, lightsaber is cross dumb. Cross guard lightsaber is awesome. Cross guard, more like just like a cross in general, if you're into Jesus and shit. Yeah, cross guard lightsaber is awesome. It's a proto <laughs> lightsaber, okay? It was sure. exhaust ports. It's what they needed back then because I couldn't figure out. Because he didn't it. know how to build a lightsaber because he's stupid. His li- his cri- his crystal was cracked. Yeah, because right? he used a cracked crystal because he's an idiot. Yeah, because it was awesome. No, because he's dumb. It's more power. No, it's not more power. It is. It gives you more damage. It gives you fucking the ability going to stab stats right fucking <laughs> okay. uh, All right. Finn in the shoulder. Yeah. Finn. Uh, anyways. FN288. Yeah. FN. Why did they call him Finn enough? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's, all right. So it's gonna be way harder. I'm gonna rain to talk to in. an actual friend about trying yeah. to interview a friend. We're gonna we're gonna rein it back in. Okay. We're talking about um, elementary school. We're talking about video games. Mm. Uh, one thing I did want to mention: when I was like four or five, my brother uh, wanted a Sega Genesis. Yeah, we had one for a bit. Ours right. broke. Because they break easy. Oh, yeah. My brother fucking shattered ours, but yeah. that's not part um, of the story. Somebody, and I'm not going to say who, threw one of our Super Nintendos at another person in the house. There was only one adult in the house. But anyways, uh, and then too, they but... felt bad after it broke and got us our second Nintendo. See, okay, I can tell that story, too. But uh, <laughs> uh, our Super who? Nintendo got whipped across the room many times. Well, it was yeah. fine. But the Sega Genesis, my brother smashed with a controller and broke it. <laughs> He was playing Mortal Kombat, and he lost, but that's... It makes... No, no, it's, it's, no. it makes sense. But, okay, chronologically... Okay. Uh, let's talk about the Super Nintendo. My brother and I, and my whole family, we went to Oklahoma City in 1994 to visit my uh, aunt and uncle there and their kids. Um, and my cousin, who is 10 years older than me, had a Sega Genesis. He's, like, exactly 10 years older than me. Yeah. And uh, my brother fucking fell in love with the Sega Genesis after oh. seeing Sonic and Knuckles, yeah, and Decap Attack, oh. and so he convinced my parents to sell our se- our Super Nintendo in a uh, garage sale. I'm gonna start asking guests to turn their sounds off. Yeah, that sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> I think uh, you just invented the first rule. Yeah, sounds, sounds good. Good. You can you um, can get the vibrate, but so. My brother convinced my parents to sell our Super Nintendo at garage sale. And my parents sold it to our friend's mom, and we weren't allowed to talk about it because it was, like, awkward for some reason. Yeah, I don't fucking know what that's about. Did the, wait, wait, did the friend's mom lie <laughs> and say she bought it for good? Was it, like, a weird Chucky doll situation? She, she like, bought it at the store. To yeah, them. is that, like, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying? That's what Pretty you can much, talk about yeah. it? That's, that's so, some, like, it's a back alley shit. You like, shit. hang out with our friends who were playing our Super Nintendo <laughs> and not talk about it? Be like, oh, yeah, no, that button st- sticks. Don't ask me how I know that. Sure. <laughs> and uh, my friend who... You're blowing uh, it all wrong. Yeah. See you there. <laughs> my friend who was playing the Super Nintendo is now dead. So we can talk Aww. about that another time, too. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I grew up with this, like, deep love for Nintendo... My brother fucking sold off our Super Nintendo for a Sega Genesis, Ugh. and we eventually did get a Nintendo 64, yeah, okay. but I always longed for that yeah, Super, Super Nintendo again. back. Yeah, because you, you always want to replay Super Mario World. Exactly. I Super Mario Mega to. Man X. Oh, you, you got... See, I wish I could have got in the Mega Man when I was a kid, because I feel so left out on that. 
Because I never, ever uh, touched Mega Man as a kid. And it's literally a giant gap. Not as big as my Doctor Who or my Star Trek gap. But it is a pretty big gap in my geek culture. My favorite video game of all time is a tie. Okay. Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Mega Man X for the Super Nintendo. I, I got so many. Uh, I always I always like to think of the ones that I played so much with, like, you know, the original Tony Hawks and things like that. Well, but if, but okay. if you bring back, if if you bring up Pokemon, it's got to be considered my favorite because I've literally... Especially Gold and Silver. Go, yeah, Gold and Silver. I logged so many hours into those games... Even recently, I, yeah. I still I you still I, play Nuzlocke. I, I still play Nuzlocke. Yeah, I, I get I get heart gold heart gold and soul servers just cause because it's better graphics, same game. Yeah, yeah, li- li- very close to the same game. Better move sets too. Yeah, in in new move, that's the only big change. Sure, but but yeah, uh, where were we? Yeah, I just had to say <laughs> Pokemon, man. Right, and, and I always got to go back to that, no matter how many hours I put into. But if you look back at the old schools. To, to, uh, I want, I want, I want, I'm gonna list, throw five games at you and see which ones you played when you were a kid. Okay. Uh, Final Fight. No. You never played any of the Final Fights. It's like one of the I best now, but not when I was best ramp. Uh, what do they call brawlers? Not when I was a kid. Best brawlers. Okay. Um, I'm coming over them on the spot. Uh, uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Oh yeah. Fuck you got that. a big relationship with Zombies yeah. Ate My Neighbors since I was like I four. went back and back to it in college. Still holds up. Oh yeah, I still completely. It's, oh god, holds the up. fucking Jason with the chainsaw. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, any of the Mega Man's? Oh, of course. Yeah, love yeah. me some Mega, Mega Man. Man. Oh, no, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You know the Mega Man's? Any of the Bomberman's? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bomberman for the Game Boy Color. I think uh, we had an emulator for one in high school. Oh god, emulators. Yeah, oh. we got an emulator for one in high school oh. called for for two X. And I'm not sure if it was the second one or what, but it, it was the best one. And we played, like, we called Tuesdays Bomberman Days for, like, an entire year. Me and a friend, we would we had controllers for his computer, and yep. we'd sit at his computer in his kitchen. We'd have people over because there was a good gap of a couple hours where there was no parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between three and five. Yeah. yeah. I think it was till like, six, six or seven. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. My, we, my folks got off work at six, so we yeah. had three to six to ourselves. Yeah, that's good. Um, all right, I feel like we're spending a lot of time on, on childhood. On childhood. Yeah, sure. Um, big questions. Uh, were you, what do they call it, parachute parenting? Were, did they... Hover, hover, hover parents? Were, or did Fuck they give no. you pretty good free reign? Oh, God, no. My I parents, hardcore free reign. My parents were super free reign. Yeah. The first time I saw Terminator, I was literally four. Mm. What about, like, letting you out of the house to, like, bike around the neighborhood for... It depends, really. My parents were kind of weird about that. Oh, yeah. Like, some days they were, like, don't go out. Some days they were like, oh, you're going to bike all the way to North uh, High School's pool? Do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, I, it was really weird. I would bike from, like, over near Horse Man, where we sure. live, to the mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To West Acres. I was never allowed to bike, I would bike, bike that far. all the um, way across town. My parents were kind of a combination of, of like, hover parents, helicopter mm-hmm. parents, and, like, completely free That's range. the term, helicopter. Yeah. Because my folks would randomly decide, I'm the parent, so I say so. And to me, at the time, made no sense. Well, it's still... I always challenged that as a kid. I was always like, hey, I'm okay with you making the decision. Tell me logically how you got there. 
I mean, of course, I wouldn't be able to say that sentence when I was a kid, but that's what it was in my head. Exactly. Which is why I always had the problem with authority. When a teacher's like, dude, you can't put that in your mouth. Be like, is it toxic? Is it going to kill me? Or do you just not want me doing something? Right. Which one is it? And right. I always had that I had the same problem. Yeah. yeah. Fucking um, adults. Like, my my folks, like, they, they'd let me watch or view almost anything. Mm-hmm. It, it oddly, it's only until I got to be like old enough to know really what I was watching that they started. They started to back in yeah. My my parents, I was never allowed to watch Star um, South Park. Oh, we are always on South Park. I remember when it first came out. I watched uh, my stepdad at the time, Chris. They never got married, but Chris watched it right when it came out, like the second and the first episode I watched was when they were first coming out, and it was uh, the first episode I ever watched was when they go with Jimbo and Ned hunting. Okay. It's like episode three. They're coming right at us. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. coming right at us. Yeah. And I've well, we are a Simpsons family. We're a we're a, a South Park family. Sure. Uh, I'm the only person in my family who ever watched South Park. Oh, loved it all. But in 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 the funny thing about that is people talking crap about that. A lot of the values that I consider very good values, I learned from early South Park. Mm. Like, it's okay to be gay. Right. South Park taught me that. Right. Like, you know, like a lot of White people and black people are the same. Are the same? Yeah. yeah. Of It's okay to show somebody being hanged as long as there's a black guy doing it too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of that stuff, early South Park taught me. Sure. You know why? Because it ain't taught in schools and right. because parents don't talk to kids. Right. So, yeah, I, I, we had to learn it somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. But, um... No, uh, I would say that uh, Matt Parker and... Or, uh, Matt... Matt Stone? Stone and Trey Parker. Parker. Yeah. Uh, I would say they're actually some of the best role models you could have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, everything... Kids can wade through dick and fart jokes. Right. Yeah, And, like, they make shitty fucking anal sex jokes and shit. But, like, at the core of it... There's always good lessons. Exactly. Yeah. Even though they didn't always stand behind them, they kind of just did them because it tied the episode together. I'd be really interested to see if somebody could edit together just a clip of, like, Kyle talking about what he learned Of their life lessons? Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Because you show that that to any kid and, like, fucking set them up for life, essentially. (laughs) Pretty close. Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that he's Jewish, but... <laughs> Alright, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not anti-Semitic. Yeah, he's making a Jews. joke. I love the Jews. That's that's another problem with friends with friends, is whatever yeah. I'm like, say a bad joke! Don't say yeah. a bad joke. Okay, um, we'll move a little past Charlotte. So you went to Roosevelt, then you went to Ben. Yep. Uh, that's where I got into the theater. I was, just, I was about to bring the yeah. theater. So the first thing you acted in, was it the first thing I acted in? Nope. It wasn't. Nope. I was in sketch comedy tonight, seventh grade. That wasn't seventh even grade. my first thing, though. That sketch comedy tonight was. Uh, that's when uh, uh, Stuart Capistran did the really good uh, uh, Chris Farley, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's the only in thing. In a van, don't bother me. Yeah, no, he's like a super skinny model in the cities now. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, he looks good. Hey, shout out to Stuart Capistran. Yeah, what's up, Capistran? Tag him. Yeah, I remember as a kid, he looked like an adult Drew Carey. (laughs) (laughs) We were friends in, like, the fifth, sixth grade. Yeah, that wasn't actually my first play, though. Oh, was it? My first play was sixth grade. I had an amazing teacher at Roosevelt named uh, Mrs. Marr, who uh, loved to carry a tradition of having the sixth graders put on a play. Okay. So my first play was called The Hillbillies versus the Robots. Oh, God. Yep. Jeez. And I played a doctor. Or, no, wait. Shit, no. I played the army sergeant who was like a sexist asshole. 
Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Talk about shaping. <laughs> shaping adulthood. Uh, but uh, no. But at Ben um, with uh, Bill Lucas, William Lucas. Yep. An amazing teacher. We both. Right. Had. Bill. Bill Lucas. Huge yep. fan. Um, yeah. He's probably going to listen to this if we put it on publicly. Hopefully. No, he will. I well, promise I, you. I, 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 that's somebody I'm hoping to snag. That's one of my. <laughs> that's one of my ten people that are are super high up on my sure. list of snagging. Um, but anyway, um, I played, uh, it was a sketch from SNL where Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell were in it and Molly Shannon, I think was in it. And, uh, it was a, like, a karate infomercial Okay. where, uh, Chris Kattan held up a board and Will Ferrell tried to chop it in half and broke his hand. <laughs> and, uh, he chased Chris Kattan around saying like, Oh, I broke my hand. You fucking held up a fake board, and it should have been the other one. Yeah, it was it was a lame sketch. No, it's, it sounds like an early two thousands SNL sketch. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Late nineties. Yeah, not very good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, that no, was my... Chris Kattan was your pull. Yeah, <laughs> I was Chris Kattan for a hot minute. Uh, the, uh, but the... we met doing our fucking production of the Wizard of yeah, Oz. Yeah, Wizard of Oz. We we non musical met... version. We met around the school beforehand. I know, yeah. I thought you and I like got to know each other during the Wizard no, of Oz. No, we got to know each other, but I already knew who you were. I've talked to you before Wizard of Oz. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember that well, at all. I'm not, I, I don't know how you couldn't. I'm a very memorable person. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Wizard of Oz is probably where we got the most dialogue in. And right. it sucked because we both had, like... It, it was great, like... Phil Lucas found a really good way of, like, the people who had a passion for theater put them in the smaller parts. <laughs> well, yeah, but also... It's hard was, to read at that time. Because I was in eighth grade at the time. Yeah. And our junior high was 789. Yeah, or we're 789. Yeah. And, and so half of the eighth graders went to the ninth grade cast, half of the eighth graders went to the seventh grade cast. Yes, yeah. And I got paired with the ninth graders, which is where you yeah, were. Yeah, which is where I was. And we both had very small parts. You were... Uh, Uncle Henry. Memorable. I was gonna say. <laughs> you're an uncle. And I killed it as uh, guard number two, and I owned it, and I had so many people walking up and asking for my autograph when, like, the freaking Dorothy and her merry men didn't get any <laughs> autographs. Guard number two stole the show. <laughs> Fuck you. I still hold a grudge. I want a scarecrow. I did. Yeah, why didn't you ever go, like, whole hog into theater? Ah, uh, <laughs> Actors. Because they're douchebags? Yeah, um... Well, honestly, it was, uh, it was... You don't have to name names. No, 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 no. It wasn't people. It was, I, I didn't like that it was a pop... I didn't like that it seemed that, maybe with just my perception, but it seemed that literally high school popularity and politics went into casting. And that's how I perceived it, which is okay. where people, where I looked and I was like, those guys are talented people, but it's, it's not like all of high school politics, but there was always like... Four or five people who got the top three, sure. regardless of can I, what they can I ask did. A question? I'm not going to say names. No, I'm not going to. Yeah. But did you think I was popular in high school? You got a lot of good parts. Yeah. Was I popular? No, no. I'm I'm saying strictly in high in in, in the theater wise. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm you saying. were popular when it comes to the theater. No. In in my in my perception, when you would list like the ten. Actors who are going up for parts and are getting the good ones. You, specific family, and, and like four other people always got the top 
three good villains. Sure, but even in the theater department, I was too popular. But no one liked anybody. We all backstabbed each other, and that's why I hated that. No, place. literally nobody liked me. Yeah, but I don't like anybody. <laughs> and that's everyone's why against me. Friends I'm against everyone. Yeah, no, I, that, and that was it. That's that's honestly because I love acting. I really don't like actors. Right. So if you could be like, hey, I'm going to direct this show, show up during rehearsal, blah, 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 blah. You don't have to deal with anybody. I'd be like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> like, perfect. Like, sure. that's it. And, and I still, I, I went out for a lot of parts, but. Yeah, uh, I remember that. But I would, I would back out when I wouldn't get the ones but I like. you do like fucking um, Trollwood. Which is no, this, I never did Trollwood, but. We, Trollwood is this big, like, summer high school theater. A lot of that is farm. I was working during. Yeah, and that's where most of it because went down a lot to. of kids didn't have to work, and you did. Yeah, and I I had to work during the summer. Not only that, but you know how anything growing up. This isn't a pity party. That's just how it was. Um, if, if, anytime growing up where you're like, hey, I want to go out for blah blah blah. Here's a permission script, script uh, a sheet. Can you give me twenty bucks? That was never something my mom would do. Right. I wouldn't get fifteen dollars. Wouldn't be given to me. Right. It just. In I'm not saying she's a horrible mom or anything. I'm just saying. If, if it money was, Mom, I want to do this, can I have money for it? It was always, I don't know if she literally would say no, or it might still, at this point, I'm now thinking if it was my perception of maybe she said no once or twice as a kid, and I just never wanted to ask. Right. And and that might have been what it was, is sure. maybe she could have, but that's why I never went out for Trollwood. That's why I never went out well, for Trollwood any extra Trollwood was expensive when I was a kid. Yeah. And that was another thing, yeah. I knew it was spending. It was like I went out for Straw Hat. At oh, one point, did she really? Yeah, but I it, it was just sending in a picture and sending in something else, and they were supposed to contact me for an audition. For an audition, and right. never happened. But, was that when you were still in high school? Yeah, it was like fifteen or sixteen. Okay, yeah. They had they have an. Uh, I went to MSUM, so I know the Straw Hat program really well. Straw Hat is a summer professional theater program um, that's usually reserved for MSUM theater students. They also include a high school internship program, and they also include an outside hire program where they'll hire people from other colleges. Yeah. And so you must have been going for the internship program. I must have. Yeah. I don't remember. I didn't know that was an option when I was in high school. Yeah. So I never applied for it. Because I knew a couple of people who did them in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like our like somebody we knew uh, yeah. was in a play. At, yeah, for Straw Hat. No, that wasn't for Straw Hat, though. Oh, that was for the regular theater season because oh. at the time they allowed high schoolers to audition for the yeah. theater season. Now they don't do that. Okay. And I went to that college <coughs> uh, for a theater major, so I know all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's speed. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about um, high school. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we, we breached into high school a little bit. Sure. Do you want to talk but, about college? Um, I won't, No, I just got a very important question. Why did you want to be on stage? Uh, at all, man. I'm the middle child, man. Is that it? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I my my sister's middle child, and you can never get her on. The I've stage. been I've been psycho she likes to cook. I've been psychoanalyzed by many fucking college psych majors. I'm doing air quotes for that. Uh, yeah. For some reason, when I was a kid, I just always wanted to be the center of attention. I always wanted to be an actor. I was obsessed with cartoons. I was obsessed with movies. Um, when I was, a, when I was four years old, I decided I wanted to be an actor because I was obsessed with Bugs Bunny and I saw Space Jam. You know that there's not a, he's not acting, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> when I was four it's years not, old. It's not an actual actor. When I was four Bunny. years old, I saw Space Jam and I was like, man, I want to be on, I want to be in a movie with Bugs Bunny someday. And that's when I decided I want to be an actor. That's, 
That's such a weird. I love it though. That's but that's such a weird. Have you not heard that story? No, I never heard that. Really? No. Uh, here I here I got a follow up. This is just what it reminds me. Of. Okay. Um, Dan Bull, uh, who does rapping on YouTube for <laughs> video games. Dan Bull. Have you heard this? Have yes, I've of, heard this. Of 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 he, he does to be a rapper because. From, from a Mel Brooks movie from Robin Hood Men in Tights when they rap for like three seconds. That's the first time. So he's a white guy from Britain. First time he's ever heard a rap. That's <laughs> from a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> and that's why he's rapping now. Yeah. And he's Love great. That. Yeah, yeah, he's a very good rapper. Very good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's what, when I was four years old, I decided I wanted to be an actor. Mm -hmm. And I waited and waited and waited. Had never heard of Fargo Moorhead Community Theater. Yeah. Um, so my first opportunity that I knew of to be an actor was in my sixth grade play. Yeah. And then you got it. Right. You nailed it. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I was also, I was also in a boys choir okay. growing up, yeah. uh, learning how to sing and I got to do a little bit of performing stuff. See, that's another that. thing I never would, I, I can't sing. And that's one thing that really took me a lot out of a lot of the plays because so many of them are musicals. musicals. Yeah, and, um, and in, I can't in rural North Dakota or even urban North Dakota where we live, which is fucking stupid. Yeah, to say out loud, it is the um, biggest city in North Dakota. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Even it's even bigger than the capital. Yeah, uh, which is Bismarck for those of you who don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, musicals are the biggest draw for audiences. So yeah. most places do musicals. It's gotten a little bigger since then and it's changed a little bit since then, but yeah. still musicals are the biggest draw and they sell the most tickets. Yeah. So, but since you can sing gave you that opening to those right. where I can't sing, I sing like an amputee, you know, can't carry a note, can't hold the tune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke. That's a butt, butt hung gang joke. But also I, I really liked, um, uh, drinking and breaking shit in high sure. school, which took me. That was yeah. my actually activity. <laughs> was knocking over porta potties and putting in fireworks where they don't belong. Right, right. And, and so, so that's why I was busy. I was driving around in my buddy's car, knocking over shit. Yeah, and so it's like, how can we go for this play? Well, yeah, we I was like goody two shoes trying to get into like a prestigious college. Yeah, hey. so I didn't do shit in high school. I know, it, it sucked. It's like, you know, they should give, like, punk music should just be a class in high school. Just <laughs> to show people. All well, right, I, I, listened to, I listened to punk music. I just didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, you just didn't punk it up. Yeah, we I just, just wasn't a punk. It was, knocking, over, uh, knocking over snowmen and breaking pumpkins was literally like... Oh, I did year, that shit. was like a yearly tradition where we would get in a car with like six of us and run oh, around. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I was I was in the, the point of mind with a friend that I grew up with where if we walked by a snowman, we'd probably knock its head off. Yeah. If we walked by a jack lantern, we'd probably kick it in. We, we would but have we two cars searching out driving there. around next to each other. <laughs> One car would stop. And then everyone would make eyes, and you'd run out, and the first one to get to it, knock it over, and then run back in. Did you ever go leaf bag kicking? No. Yeah, we did that. We, well, that was tied in with pumpkin smashing. Okay. Yeah. See, if uh, we were trick-or-treating, and we walked by any of those, like, tacky orange shot, uh, garbage bags, where yeah. they had, like, the jack-o'-lantern face painted on them, because when we were kids, this was a big thing. Yeah. A lot of, uh, par a lot of adults would buy the big orange grocery ba or, uh, garbage bags yeah. that had the jack-o'-lantern face painted on them. Mm -hmm. They'd fill their leaves in that and leave them out during the winter, or mm -hmm. during the fall, during, our, like, Halloween. Halloween, yeah. And we would, we would be trick-or-treating, and then we would fucking shove our shoe into them and create a hole. 
My mom caught me doing that once, so I got yeah. my shit some trouble. I bet. Yeah. yeah. She's one of those nice ladies. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Uh, let's. So that's how you got into it. Was would you say that it was a? So so you'd say it was the attention of, of wanting the attention from being the middle kid. Probably. In, I in guess. getting or not getting parts you wanted that didn't turn you down one hundred percent. You just knew it was just what was up. Or um, did you? Or were you were you one of those guys where the guy who got your part you're like that guy sucks, regardless of how good they were? No, it's a combination, really. Um, so, uh, how do I put this? Um, so I grew up wanting attention as a middle child mm -hmm. and I never really felt fulfilled by it. I was also kind of an ugly kid and all like, kids were ugly. I'll tell you right now, you were middle of the road. You right. Fine. Thanks. <laughs> Dude, uh, I think I was ugly. I also kid. developed into liking girls really early. Yeah. Well, me like too. super early. Me too. So I was, I was like in kindergarten chasing after girls. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and um, I didn't realize I was ugly until like second or third grade. For, first girl I ever told I loved was I was in first grade, and I had <laughs> kindergarten. Yeah, all right. I, I had, well, I kissed a girl in kindergarten. So did I. Uh, but no, I had a, uh, I had runny nose all the time, which you even remember throughout high school probably. I always had, I have a boogery Boogers, nose. Yeah. I'm a very boogery You're guy. A booger man. Yeah, I'm a very boogery man. And I never oh, get you're, sick. You're a booger man. There you go. I'm a booger man. But I never get sick, and that's probably why. I got such a good immune system <laughs> that it's just leaking sure. out of me. But I remember seeing a girl who I, besides this memory, I've never seen her ever, ever. This was back in Brainerd. I was in first grade. This is in Lincoln Elementary. Sure. And I saw a girl with boogers. And I, I told her I loved her because <laughs> we shared. We're both boogery. We're both boogery. Yeah. And, I, and you know what? She called me a freak and ran away. And that was it. That was the first time I ever told a girl I loved. And no, she I, fucking I, had ran a, I had a girlfriend in kindergarten. I had a girlfriend in first grade. Yeah. Uh, second grade or third grade. No, it was third grade. I officially didn't have a girlfriend. I was single. Oh, yeah. And uh, I started in like fourth grade was when it was like a big deal. Right. Yeah. But always. third grade is when I realized I was ugly and I had no self-esteem. Oh, yeah. As early as that. Yeah. You know, those fourth grade girls can just be bitches, though. So Third grade. Third grade yeah. girls, they can just be bitches. Um, but, if oh man, there's something about that, though, that lack of self-esteem and that lack of meaning in your life. Even at such a it, young age, that it, makes you Getting push. that at a young age, I, I get that you get it, but it's sticking. Because well, everybody growing up gets, I feel like, gets those. But yeah. it, but it actually globbing on and becoming a part of your personality seems like it's a little, I don't know, it seems a little rough growing up now with that notch. When my notch was always, like, I'm loud and obnoxious, I know that, and everybody okay. hates me for it. Yeah. So my notch was never, I'm ugly, it was always, I'm loud, and parents don't want me around sure. their kids. My, my folks always, uh, like... Like talked about me with that word obnoxious. Yeah, but that's not anything I ever identified with. Really? No, I wouldn't put you near. No, like me or even my friends. Even, like my best friend in high school, you were quite compared to both me and him. Sure. Yeah. And like the thing I always identified with though was that lack of self esteem and that like feeling shitty, like feeling lame mm -hmm. by comparison. And so my drive to perform and my drive to uh, succeed in performing has always been about wanting people to like me as a person. And that's been a thing in the, like, and that's not something that like 
showed up and then went away and then came back. And it's then went always away. been there. It's been a constant. So with your wanting of other... So you're not just stage. All right, here, now, quick question. Um, Post-high school, how many stage plays have you been in? Oh, fuck, like 40? Like 40 post-high school? Yeah. Okay, then post-college... You're still doing like one to two a year now, right? Uh, I haven't done one in over a year. I thought I thought that. Yeah. yeah. Was but, but but like I graduated college um, for my theater degree specifically in 2014. You graduated? Yep. Huh? Yeah. I didn't. I I got my bachelor's in theater in 2014. And I got my associate's in graphic design technology in 2015. Okay. Wow. And so yeah, so you you you've been constantly doing play since it, but I know. I, at least my interpretation of you, you can go ahead and tell me I'm wrong. Sure. But I always thought your greater passion was actually voice acting over stage acting. Am I wrong? You're wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, maybe it's because I love voice acting. Sure. Yeah. My, my greatest passion is actually film acting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I've always wanted to be in movies, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I'm not attractive enough. I'm not like a movie star. Like, Well, there's a difference between movie stars, but character actors... Traditionally, are never attractive. Right, but in in, <laughs> in in my mind, I'm not a Bradley Cooper. I'm no. more of a Steve Buscemi. Yeah, but Steve Buscemi is awesome. He is awesome, but he's ugly, right? Yeah. He's never the star of a movie. He's a, he's a weird looking. He's dude. never once been the star of a movie. Well, sure, but not like Hollywood blockbusters. He stars of indie little indie films. Yeah, but you're probably for a little indie memers, film. Other than memers, who knows Steve Buscemi's name? Uh, mm, sure, memers. That's no, it. I, I, I mean. I think Buscemi's a bad example because he's in so many things. Yeah, uh, but, but even like, yeah, but even he was he ran freaking Boardwalk Empire for as the ugly guy, as the old guy, but as the ugly guy, as the old fat yeah, guy. It's all so right. like so we're we're talking about self esteem here. Yep, yep, yep. My self esteem has always been low. I'm sure Steve Buscemi's got low self esteem. I think Steve Buscemi isn't a bad looking guy. He's just funny looking. Just generally, I do. I'm doing just a far. Yeah, general. I'm doing a far good job. Yeah, I you know. Get it? I caught it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I realized when I was like in puberty that I would never be a movie star. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like that's a thing anyone in Fargo who wants to be an actor does and should realize, <laughs> or should. I feel like so many people around here would be like. Of course, they're not going to be fucking movie stars. No, there's so many fucking. No, like I'm that's why I'm using the word should. Sure, should realize. Sure. I think it's a very healthy. Even if you live in LA and you're growing up in LA and you live there now and you're trying to be an actor, it's a healthy realization to realize you're not going to be famous. Right. It's a even if you have the be, if you're an actor's fucking child and you're growing up in LA, which is your best chance, you should still realize there's a pretty good chance yeah, you're not going to be a fucking sure. famous actor. But <laughs> my point is. That um, I realized I was never going to be, like, as big as I wanted to be. I was never going to make it. I was never going to be famous. Never going to like me. So um, I I was I was looking around at other options. I grew up with anime. Yeah. I grew up with cartoons in general. Toonami specifically, right? Toonami or... and also Nicktoons and, yeah, and yeah. Cartoon Cartoon But I mean, for your anime, it was mostly Toonami. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cartoon Network. And um, when I was a senior in high school... I came across the uh, MySpace profile of Jason Marsden. Yeah. Who played uh, Haku in Spirited Away in 2001. Yep. 2000. And I asked him, hey, Jason Marsden, you're famous and you're awesome and you were in Full House and you were in uh, fucking Boy Meets World, right? Things. Yeah, Boy Meets yeah, World. Yeah, Boy Meets World. <laughs> and Eric's friend in the first couple seasons. A Boy Meets World, yeah. Yeah, back uh, when, before Eric Jason, was weird. He was also yeah. in Step by Step. 
He was in Step by Step. Yeah, too? yeah. And I don't I, remember him in Full House. I think his name in Step by Step was JJ. Um, his name, his, his name in Full House was Nelson. He was uh, uh, DJ's rich boyfriend. Nelson. Uh, I think I'm getting it. Later seasons. Yeah, later seasons. But anyway, so I asked him, like, I, I found his profile on MySpace. I sent him a, PM, uh, yep. a DM. And I said, like, hey, dude, uh, I want to be you. What do I do? He's like, well, if you want to get into cartoon voice acting, move to Texas. And that's and, what he did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I did that my senior year of college. I moved to Texas. And I was planning to drop out and just do that. Yeah. Just keep auditioning and auditioning and auditioning until I got something. Well, uh, so he's saying that because so many dubs are done down there, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. He was privy to that, so he Yeah, because he, he was Gohan. He was Team Gohan. No. He? Oh, no, I thought he was, he was adult Gohan. Was I thought he did something with No, he DBZ. wasn't in Dragon Ball Z at all. Oh, I thought no, he was. No, Kyle Hebert was adult Gohan. Oh, okay. And I met him at a Minneapolis. I knew you met... Yeah, Adult Gohan at one point, and he's why. he's really awesome too. By the way, everybody we're talking about right now is amazing. <laughs> They're awesome. Kyle Hebert and Jason Marsden are the like two of the coolest people I've ever met in real life. Also, Sean Schemmel, who plays Goku. Yeah, I got his email address when I was a senior in school, and I emailed him, and he is also one of the nicest fucking guys to fans well, ever. Well, the funny thing about them because I I I I watch a lot of YouTube channels about Dragon Ball Z and stuff, and then sure. one guy geeked him one hundred and one who then. Did this big panel? He went to Kamehameha Con in Texas, sure, which is where the big Dragon Ball Z convention was. And he, uh, it was like, you know, these guys are so down to earth. They're so this. They're so humble. It's like because so many people don't know who they are. That's what because we as nerds are like Christopher Savage, Sean Shimmer, right, right, right. But literally one out of a hundred people know them. Right, <laughs> like when right, they, right, yeah, right. if yeah. that, if that, yeah. especially their faces because. You don't see their faces. Oh, I can know? recognize Sean Shemmel. I can't. No, no, no. I'm saying one out of a hundred. However, would. I will say if you put Sean Shemmel and Howard Stern into like a lineup, yeah, of like you wouldn't be able to pick them apart. I would be like Shemmel's fatter face. Oh fuck! Howard <laughs> Stern's got such that. No, but if you put them, if you put like they, they uh, an array of, of photos of each of if them, if Sean Shemmel grew his hair out, scrambled them together. If Shemmel grew his hair out, if the if the photos were close enough, mm. I would be like, oh shit. What do I do? Okay. So, uh, so you, how was your Texas experience the first time you went down there? Um, it was rough. Yeah. Because I remember that. I yeah. thought you got hit with a gorophobia, something awful. Yep. That's what yep, you told yep, me. Exactly. Um, I had vertigo. Okay. So when, while I was driving down there, I, I developed anxiety, like really bad anxiety. I had this really bad problem where I was driving down the road and the road would feel like it was moving close to me. You know, Weird. like how they do in movies where, like, yeah. in Sleepy Hollow. Like, no, literally up. in the movie Vertigo. That yeah, shot yeah, the exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, where it feels like the, the the horizon is moving closer. Or they're doing the zoom and pan at the, or yeah. the zoom and move at focus. the same time, the rack focus. Exactly. Yeah. And so I developed that while I was driving down there. Mm. And the problem is that I had suffered a really bad breakup and developed really bad anxiety before that. And, like, the two, like, combined, the fear of moving and the shit I went through, like, combined. Yeah. And long story short, I spent a year living in Texas with constant motion sickness. Jesus Christ. Even when I wasn't driving. And that eventually broke? Or did you move? No, I got a medication. Oh, good. Yeah. So it was actually something. It wasn't psychological. There, your head was no, it literally was, spinning. It was psychological, but okay. it was it was based in brain chemistry. Oh, wow. So I'm right now I'm on a, a medication that helps me with my anxiety, and it makes me not So anxiety sickness. literally gave you motion sickness? Yep. Wow. Yep. 
Like, anxiety does makes me fart. Really? Yeah, no, honestly. If I'm anxious, I fart a lot. That's weird. I didn't know that. <laughs> no. No. I, um, I, don't, I don't get anxious a lot. Anxiety, anxiety <laughs> does one of two things to me. It either gives me heart palpitations or it makes me nauseous. Yeesh. Jesus. I, I do think, like, of all, all the things to be plagued with, like, I think the two worst, like, throw sadness where you want it and throw, like, whatever. I think being an angry person is because because I suffer from that not a lot, but I do suffer from that where sure. I get stressed and just, and most people are like, what? Why? You're fine. And I think that and anxiety are, like, literally, like, they're oh, two, dude. they're the worst um, things to be played there's, by. There's, there's a phobia, I think it's called hermetophobia, where you're afraid of throwing up. Mm-hmm. I have that. Ugh. I've had that my whole and life. And you're anxious, just, yeah, I hope I don't throw up today. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. Jesus um, Christ, So, like, my, a lot of my anxiety my entire life has been based on me throwing up. Ugh. Even when I was, like, a child. Like, Jesus. the idea of me throwing up any tiny, like, flicker in my stomach, I'm immediately worried because I, I'm going to throw up. I, ne you know, all right, let me give you a... A normal person, somebody who doesn't suffer from that perspective, is I only get that when it's happening. I'm always like, "Why did I forget this is so horrible?" Right. <laughs> it's, it's, no, I, I is, never think about it. Is, what I, I throw might, up, like, yeah, I might was... throw up today. Oh, Holy shit, Jesus! Yeah, and so combine that with nausea, oh. and you've got like a fucking God. Um, I ain't getting out of bed. Uh, um, I just... No, it's it's called a, a positive feedback loop, oh. where you've got reactors and receptors. Yep fucking feeding back into Push, each other. Pushing it up. Exactly. Yeah, making it worse. Yeah, amplifying the signal. Oh, and so man. that was my experience living in Texas, other than the fact that I met a fucking ton of amazing people. Yeah. And that, had some incredible food. Yeah. And experienced some of the best climate I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And, and sadly, you spent some of that fucking dealing with anxiety. That yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I spent a lot of it in my room, in my oh, apartment, at home, doing that nothing. That sucks. Playing Pokemon. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, at least something good came out of it. Right. And I would talk to you a lot during <laughs> that time, right? We stay contact. On Facebook, yeah. Yeah, on Facebook throughout that time. Yep. Uh, I was dealing with a beginning of a relationship for a lot of it. And, you know, my work schedule, I was dealing with work, so I'm sure I didn't talk to you as much as I right. probably fucking should have. But, um, all right. And we're getting close to wanting to call it. Uh what else should we hit? Should I we think just we should stick do a with part two at some point? Because we barely like, yeah, we barely got into shit, and that's yeah. what I love about these talks is you realize once you actually break into how complex your life is, uh, how you can barely get one percent of it done if you're actually saying it out sure. loud. Uh, but now on dealing with anxiety, which I feel like th this is such a horrible thing to say, but it's it's only something that I'm sure somebody who's really good friends with you can say. Sure, is uh, is I literally now pair you with anxiety. And I do this with a couple people because mm -hmm. I don't really suffer from it sure. at all. So so with that, what do you work on? Is there literally like a thing where you can do or you say or you work where it's like helps you through being anxious every single day? But, you know, or right. is it just medication? Or is it like, you know, because uh, with dealing with anger, which I deal with a lot, it's the, you know, I have the breathe, get out of the situation, what the hell is wrong with me, and I literally try to work through it. Is there with that of, or what is anxiety, just period? Sure. Well, I would define anxiety as the general feeling 
and feeling is such a fucking vague term, mm-hmm. but the general indication that something is wrong and that something is about to be wrong. And something isn't right. Yeah, just... No, no, no. Something is wrong now and, and something bad is about to happen. And it's going to get worse. Yeah. Um, and the the feeling is that you can't do anything about it. Just yeah. brace yourself and get ready for it. Unless it's something you, you usually deal with or constantly deal with or... It no, it's something goes. I constantly do, deal with. Um, okay. It It was... It wasn't nearly this bad when I was in high school. It got bad when I was in college. It got worse when you're in college. Yeah. Um, and over the last year, I've been dealing with it getting really bad again. Yeah. Um, where I I got to I got to a brief respite from it, and then it got bad again. Well, I remember, I'd say, end of the summer. I think was the worst time. Is every time I talked to you, I thought it was like. I felt like I had to hug you every moment. I felt like it was getting really bad. Last year. Yeah, last okay. year. Or begin- yeah, I think beginning of this last summer or around the- or end of the last summer. Sure. This summer. Whenever it was. But well, I went but, through a really bad breakup. Yeah. And that's yeah. Part and, of it. yeah. And then it was you were it was that was the beginning of the summer was a bad breakup. And then I think around then. But yep. I remember throughout the summer maybe I just didn't deal with it because I was working at getting married. Mm-hmm. So I didn't notice. Sure. But it was really the end of the summer I really felt like I was like, Billy, something's got to be done. Like, I feel like you were just living with so many demons on all of your shoulders. Yeah. And it was really bad. And I feel like it's gotten better now, or maybe I'm just ignoring you. I don't know. No, and, and honestly, I would actually really love to continue this conversation, but I really need a cigarette. <laughs> Did that question make you anxious? A little bit, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. But no, no, no. I really want to continue let, this conversation. Let, can can you give me three more minutes? Sure. All right, let's do three more minutes. Uh, talk at me for three minutes, and then I'll cut you off. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm kidding. What kind of prompt is that? There we go. Uh, I got nothing now. Uh, do you no, want to talk actually, about why I'm anxious? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to. I don't know how to ask you about it because I, I really, it's an alien. It's not something thing you to relate me. to. It's not something I relate to. Sure. No. So I, I honestly don't know how to ask you about. Well, anxiety. okay. Um, I've mentioned self-esteem several times. Yeah. During this conversation, yes. and um, one of the things about self-esteem is that some people can derive it from within, and some people never develop that. Some people de- derive their self-esteem from external sources. They develop it from other people. Yeah. And my biggest downfalls in self-esteem have always come from external so- sources. They've always come from other people putting me down. And my first big downfall in self-esteem was from an ex-girlfriend. My second biggest downfall from self-esteem was from an ex-girlfriend. And my third was also from an ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It's people who treat you like you're less than other people. And it makes you feel less than other people. Okay. Because you haven't developed that ability to derive your self-worth from within. You're, okay. not, you're not able to say, that person fucked up because they fucked me over. You're saying, I fucked up because that person fucked me over. Yeah. And and it, it's the, uh, your self esteem and uh, what were you saying? How you where you derive it from? Is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, might not completely equip you with the the weapons you need to deal with something like a bad breakup. Right. And that's so so sure, they suck because it was a bad breakup. But a lot of it was not being able to handle it. Yeah, you shoulder a lot of the burden. Yeah. That the other person, the responsibility the other person isn't willing to shoulder. Like, yeah. Like, the way I see it... Um, you feel it 100%? <laughs> right. Yeah. If, I, if I'm trying to, like, psychoanalyze the situation or whatever, 
the way I see it is that the other person didn't take responsibility for what they did to me. So I have to take that responsibility because that responsibility doesn't just go away. Yeah. Somebody has to take care of that. Uh, I feel like you just think too much. Oh, yeah, definitely. You should be a simpleton. So take, like, a donkey kick to the head. Right, exactly. fix all of your I just, problems. I just need to be retarded. Yeah, no, honestly, it yeah. might help. Because I'm not a very smart person, and I'm happy all the time. <laughs> so, but uh, I think this is a great conversation. I actually wish it was longer. Yeah. So I'm I'm sorry we're cutting it off. We'll do, we'll do a part two at some point. We'll do a part two at yeah. some point. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll just do a different version of this one yeah. day. Who knows? I don't know what's up. But anyways, uh, that was Billy Schnazzi. This was the first time we recorded anything. And um, you guys have a fantastic day. You want to say anything? Yeah. Um, if you get a chance, check out uh, 12 Rules for Life and Antidote to Chaos by Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. Mm, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson on audible.com. Uh, and if you get a chance, uh, hug someone today. All right. Bye. There you guys have it. That was my conversation with Billy. Billy Schnazzi. Been my best friend for a long time, and it was a very good conversation. We, we cracked up a lot of eggs, and for somebody who you've been talking to or who I've been talking to for 10 years and you can still learn things about them, that was very good. That's exactly what I wanted out of that talk. So there you guys go. We'll see you next week. I'll be talking to Rich Early from Paradox Comics and Cards, and I'm excited for you guys to see that one too. So watch out and uh, don't get murdered. Bye. <laughs>